Welcome to Raw Radio. And we are live. Are you sure? <laughs> are we alive? Well, we might be recording, but I don't know if we're alive. <laughs> That's always questionable. Hey, how is your car, by the way? My car is fine. My glasses, on the other hand, are in uh, in the garbage can. Talk about struggle. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Hey. Is anything going well for you? Um, not the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, lots of things are going well for me all the time. All the time. And I try and keep that in perspective. I broke my glasses. Big deal. I can get a new pair. My car was in the shop. Big deal. It's going to get fixed. I mean, luckily it was under warranty and all that fun stuff. And, you you know, you freak out about that stuff for a little bit. But put it in perspective, I got some friends that aren't doing well physically. Um, I've got some friends that aren't doing well mentally, financially. Um, so, hey, I'm, I'm doing okay. But well, thanks for asking. Yeah, well, listen, that's why I'm here, right? Uh-huh. I mean, it's <laughs> why do I feel I'm being attacked today? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Very hostile working environment around here. Well, I learned it from you. It's your environment. I'm just living <laughs> in it. <laughs> Lord, is it just me or you guys hear this too? This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> if they know you, they understand. They understand. So what are we talking about? Uh, we just had the wonderful Ricardo Laborio on. Um, I always say, if you don't know who he is, check him out. But man, if you don't know who he is, I don't know where you've been. Uh, he started a couple of the greatest MMA teams in history. Um, and uh, is one, I think, one of the biggest influences on MMA in general. Uh, and BJJ. Hey, and, stop uh, swinging because we're losing your... My, my head's not moving. My body is. I can't help it. I'm, I'm antsy. So your head is Getting not part pants. of your body? <laughs> it swivels. Look, the chair goes one way. My head stays in the exact same spot. All right, I'm officially declaring <laughs> this episode that's complete failure. Okay? Oh, please. Oh, please. All it's right. fantastic. People love this stuff. But I think what's um, was intriguing about his story particularly was that obviously he's known for his MMA coaching and, and his jiu-jitsu coaching, but not a lot of people actually do realize that he is involved behind the scenes quite a bit um, um, through various different channels. Mm-hmm. And, and his goal is not necessarily to, you know, teaching jiu-jitsu is just part of it. Right. But actually coaching or building an associations or association and building teams, building the staff and instructors. It's a big part of this, uh, part of his mission. Mm-hmm. And he has established few or handful of different um, organizations that really set others for success yes. in that in that direction. And big part of our conversation was focused on what to do to establish a good organization from yeah. jiu-jitsu perspective, from academy perspective, but also just general organization, how to create structure, how to create processes and so on. What was what was your view on this? Because up to recently, right? I mean, you, your, your profession was very different. Once you, you, once you got involved at the academy, you know, things change and now you see a lot of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious what your perspective is on the things that, um, Ricardo talked about um, well, versus your experience? Well, I think that, uh, so I've worked for larger corporations and I've wa- worked for small family-owned businesses. And I think um, having both of those perspectives, you, you realize how much goes into 
running something, whether it's 12 employees or 1,200 employees. Uh, and what he had to say about running specifically an academy, um, I think a lot of people don't realize. You know, they, they throw some ads down, right? All you got to do is get enough people to help you pay the rent, and uh, and then you're done. Um, but that's that's great for someplace that's probably not going to be around very long. Um, I don't think that that is any way to run a business. It's no way to sustain things for your your family or your long term goals. Um, so I think what he talked about about you know having a point of purchase, having somebody who greets people properly when they walk through the door, having a curriculum, having um, a financial plan. Uh, all those things uh, I knew were necessary to run a decent academy, uh, but I don't think the average student realizes what goes into it. So it was great to have him express that. Uh, so hopefully they can be uh, enlightened a little bit about it. So we don't just throw the mats on the floor and hope for the best? No. You turn the lights on, right? You put a sign out front, you throw the mats down, and then you wait for people to walk through, and they see how Fight awesome. Club. Yeah, they see how awesome you are, and then they sign up, and they never want to go anywhere else, and they're yours for life. And next thing you know, you're buying a nice big house, and uh, I mean, that's how it works, right? Isn't that the way you live your life? Uh, you know, what's funny is uh, it made me think about that saying, you know, you, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's such bullshit. Yeah, because it's like, you know, come in here and the floors are, you know, we've got the raised Fuji floor and we got our, t we, you know, our, the, the base floor in the building isn't, isn't great. So let's rip everything back up that we spent so much time on, level everything back out, put everything back down. Uh, we got 30 minutes before the kids come in for kids class, you know, so you're busted. You are working. Um, but be, I think because it's something that you do love doing, the reward is, is worth it. It's a greater reward, but yeah, having a business, uh, in this industry, um, it is work and people need to see it. You know, what was the best part of the flow project. You did it with me. No, nobody noticed. <laughs> oh yeah. I know. <laughs> well, that's important. Nobody should notice. <laughs> Uh, it's those subtle improvements that, you know, that, and you know, what's funny is people do notice because they walk in and they're like, um, you know, we, we have a logo on one, on one wall and we moved it to a different wall or you did. I wasn't here that day. Um, but people are like, it looks bigger in here. Why does it look? So they know, they don't notice exactly what happened, but they, there's something about the environment that changed, uh, and they appreciate it, you know, for somebody to walk in and say, wow, it looks bigger. That's a good thing. That's a positive, you know. And and I think this is you you touch on something really important. Um, the minor details that make a huge difference, right? Sometimes the smallest detail could make a enormous impact, make it or break it impact on a client. And I think that's often underestimated, mm -hmm. um, especially in facilities like Jujitsu Academies, where clean is important right we all come in we sweat there's physical contact like you know there are some places who are cleaner than others it just it is what it is mm -hmm. but sometimes those little things yeah. like a garbage can being empty makes a difference the fact that little you know corners are ripped off the wall or it's nicely painted or maybe frames they are dusted versus covered in three inches of dust all that makes a difference in the long run, and it's maybe not noticeable, per se, in 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 the day to day operations. But when somebody comes in and visits, mm -hmm. 
that chin dropping effect is is really important and it goes beyond just visual appearance and goes you know into the way how the guest is greeted yeah. where they are greeted where they are walking through how they are approached how they are spoke to you know how it's things yeah, are being presented sure. to them yeah if somebody well, walks into an academy and the person behind the desk looks up for a second and says hey how you doing and then they look back down and now this person that walked through the door has to walk over to the desk, right? They're going to feel like they're interrupting this person mm-hmm. where it should be. The person looks up and it's like, Hey, how you doing? They get up from behind the desk. If you know, I, the layout could be whatever, but they get up, they approach the person, they shake hands, they introduce themselves. You know, how can I help you? All that stuff. It's all, I don't know why people think that an Academy needs to be different than any other business that they walk into. You know, if I walked into a store to purchase, uh, I don't know, a laptop and the customer service people just said, Hey, how you doing? And left me standing there. I'd be like, you know, I'm going to go get my laptop someplace else. Um, so I think, yeah, all those things. And I, I, it, I don't understand why people think that an Academy should be any different, that it should be run any differently than that. Yeah. I don't know if I can answer why, but I can, I think we can speculate that there are different goals between different academies. You know, I think, you know, and I think a lot of those decisions, how this process, how the visual is being generated is based on what the goal is. What I mean by that, there are some very, very successful academies who produce very high skilled level um, competitors Mm -hmm. who do not care about walls being painted and the floor being clean and the mats being you know, clean, like they, that's not their priority. And who am I to judge? Who are we to judge? They produce high skill, high skill level competitors or students, right? Because that's what their goal is. So some of these priorities are shifted. However, I'm pretty confident if you want to have a successful kids program and Ricardo talked about extensively, you know, you need to present this in a sense where it's fun for kids, but also the parents see the value yeah, that was a big point. That, that's is, a big yeah. point, right? It's you're not selling to the child, you're selling to the parent who does not attend the class. So mm-hmm. this this dynamic is very different. What's yeah. important to a child is not important to the parent in in the same weight, if you will. Yeah, and that's why all the aspects of the academy or have to be um they all need the same respect and they all need the same input, they um and value where the parent comes through the door and yeah, if there's 30 30 kids on the mat running around or, you know, doing jujitsu, having a great time. But that, you know, point of sale person, the person behind the desk isn't attentive. Well, they're not going to sign their kid up, you know? Um, and, uh, or if that person at the desk is great, um, but the class is chaos, they're not going to sign their kid up, you know, maybe not, you know, and, and I think they all carry the same weight uh, and you have to invest in all of them equally. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and you know, there's a lot of questions on social media and even generally just coming towards me, you know, how do I pick a good academy? How do I, mm-hmm. how do I know where's a good place to train, especially for somebody who is brand new to the sport or brand new to the hobby? Um, you know, and I, I, I always encourage one, go see several different places, right? Com- create a comparison matrix, where you can see what's good where somehow to do research. And three, I think the most important part is ask questions. Ask a lot of questions. 
because any any staff member who is able to and willing to invest time into answering the questions, same thing with instructors, if they are willing to be very open and transparent, I think that place has some opportunities. There's, I think, a lot of, you know, just like in any other business or service, there, 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 there's, it could be a lot of hidden things that don't appear right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And you just want to make sure that wherever you're going, it doesn't matter where it is, it's just that you find a good place. Yeah. Yeah. Culture is what you're looking for, is their goals aligned with your goals, yeah. right? So somebody who wants to be a world champion is going to have a very different goal, somebody who wants to lose weight, right? Yeah. It's it, These are slightly different paths that could be taken by a student, right? So um, I think some of those important questions should be asked. And, you know, once you understand what the process is behind within the academy, you can start understanding what the culture is, what their goals are, what the objectives are, how they treat their clients, students, and so on, how the classes are run. Is it chaotic? Is it structured? Which one do you prefer, perform, right? There is a lot of dynamics and questions that could be answered, asked and answered during mm-hmm. that entire process, right? Yeah, for sure. So, and based on that, on those, you can start making selections, which one you prefer, which one would be more fitting to you. And Yeah, and definitely a key on that uh, culture thing, just a little bit. Uh, talk to some of the students when you're there. I know yeah. it's, sometimes it's, an, it's, it's awkward, you know, um, maybe you're there because you, your confidence isn't that great, but take, step outside of uh, your comfort zone, talk to a few of the students, um, see what they're like, because if they're, if they're, you know, if you talk to four people and three of them are really nice, um, he probably has a, a, a decent culture at that school. If three of the four are unapproachable, well, maybe, you know, depending on what you're looking for, maybe that's not the place for you, yeah. you know, definitely talk to people. And, and I think what's really important on that topic specifically is just because school is good does not mean that it will fit what you're looking for and vice versa. Just because school fits into, aligns with what you're looking for, does not mean, does that, that does not make the academy good, right? So there's a lot of factors that really sh- should be evaluated. And I think the biggest concern from the other side is that brand new students is walking in, you know, they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to be, you yeah, know, put about that a lot. Yeah, they don't want to be, you know, embarrassed. They don't want to be put in these vulnerable positions. They really want to have a good experience. And yeah. Better job we do as staff, as instructors, as as business owners. More exposure it will create to these to these individuals, and hopefully, you know, hopefully this will have an impact on their life, and hopefully the, it, it, they will continue that journey in in some capacity, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you know people that are going to different academies, ask them to talk to their professors too. I mean, you know, I um, Jeff Serafin was the one who pointed me in this direction, and he. Shout out to Jeff. Jeff by the way. is the best. Um, if you don't know Jeff, uh, he's a great guy, and uh, he taught me the Burt Reynolds, which is probably the most important <laughs> thing in the world. Uh, but um, you know, it, it he 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 gave me the names of a couple places and told me about their culture. So he pointed me in the right direction. Unfortunately for you, wait wait a, <laughs> wait a minute! It just occurred to me. That Jeff is responsible for this nonsense, me hanging out with you every single day. I've told you this before. Yes, oh, it's a hundred percent Jeff. Jeff I'm, I'm, gonna to, fault. I'm gonna have to talk to you, Jeff. This right. was, or it's his student Craig Fass's fault because Craig asked Jeff for me. So, and uh, there's somebody else too. If you want to get involved with that person too, 
if you, you want to get upset at two people, but uh, <laughs> uh, Pete the Greek also pointed me in this direction. Oh, yes. I love um, Pete. Pete is a great guy. So, um, rest like the world. That's right. Uh, every Wednesday. But they said, hey, this is these are the places in the area. This place is like ABC. That place is like, you know, XYZ. And, uh, and I checked them out and this was the right spot, you know? Um, so go places, don't sign up at the first place. You know, you don't, you're not going to buy the first car you drive. Don't, don't make a yearly commitment to the first place you walk through without asking those questions, like you said, and talking to people and, and figuring out if this is the place for you. Right. And I think you touched on something important. Jiu-Jitsu is a time investment and yeah. obviously monetary investment for, for most of us. Right. It's, so finding a good place where you can spend significant amount of time, you know, is important. You don't want to be a place where you don't appreciate and they don't appreciate yeah. you. You don't want to be a place that's, you know, it, it's not the dynamic that you wish it would be yeah. because it, it will, it, it just won't work out. And, and it, there's plenty of examples. There's a lot of people right now paying a couple hundred bucks a month at academies all over the world that don't go to classes because it's not the right spot for them. And they stay home and that deduction comes out of their, their bank account every yeah. month and they don't, it stinks, but they don't really care that much because it's, it's worth staying home. Does that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so, so whose fault is it that I don't even know if that's the right question to ask, but there's the dynamic of the, I don't like this Academy mm -hmm. for X, X, Y, Z reasons. Yeah. You know, how should that be resolved? Is this the academy's fault now because the student is, doesn't fit or is the student's responsibility to find a more fitting space? I think, I, I think that there's responsibilities for, on both parties, right? Like I said, you don't buy the first car that you drive. Um, so if you didn't go in and ask those questions, if you only signed up because the guy's got a, a trophy uh, or he's got some gold medals on the wall, um, then it's, it's, some of it lies on you. If the people presenting the academy to you are full of shit and you realize two months in that everything that they said when you signed up or, you know, those days you were there isn't true, well, then it's on the academy. That's why I say talk to the students, right? Because you're going to know. I think if you talk to, like I said, four students um, and their personalities just aren't gelling with what you – yours is or what you think you want to be, uh, you know, then it's not for you. Yeah. So go someplace else. There's nothing wrong with walking out. There's no commitment unless you sign something and give them your, uh, your payment information. Yeah. And, and, and now we're breaching into there. Yeah. And, and, you know, the old school jujitsu use, you know, you, you, you stay with the same team for a long time and, yeah. and, and there's the betrayal, you know, quote unquote, the, it, we can that, that's separate conversation completely on all of this, but we can't forget the simple fact. And I'm, I'm going to piss off a lot of people out there right now, but we can't forget the simple fact that it is that you are paying for the service. I mean, that's right. as simple as that. It's not much different than you going to to uh, a Starbucks or you going to a, a bike shop or you going to a running club. If things don't work out, I encourage you to really reevaluate re the situation. Is this the right investment for you? And finding a good chemistry or good academy with the right chemistry for you yeah. is important. Yeah, and, and if I, it doesn't fit, just be, I think, you know, being transparent and open about it is a key. Yeah, and we just, I, I don't remember if it was uh, Laborio or not, but somebody said, 
you know, there's also, there's the extracurriculars that come with an academy. If you're, if you're, um, a competitor where are they there with you on the weekends? Are they spending extra time with you? Well then, yeah, then you owe them more than just uh, a check every month. There's, there's some loyalty involved there, right? They've put in extra for you. Um, but if it's, if you're a hobbyist and things aren't working out, um, you're unhappy, there's nothing wrong with canceling and, and moving on. Like I said, we just pissed off half of the world right now. I don't think so. I think people understand that if they can get out of the way of their own preconceived notions, they'll be fine with it. There's nothing, you know, like if, if somebody's being loyal to you, then you owe them that in return. But if all they're doing is cashing your check and they only know you because you come Monday, Wednesday and Friday for an hour, they shouldn't be upset if you leave. I think that's pretty fair. All right, cool. Should we wrap this up? Uh, I don't know. I forgot to look at the clock when we started, so I don't know how long we've been doing it. So, <laughs> but but it's on, it seems like a good time. It seems like a good time. I'm going to go clean the academy. You got me thinking about dirty corners and dusty <laughs> frames, and so I got to go. <laughs> that's a Sorry, pod, Carrie. Po- podcast. I didn't know it was going to go this direction. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, the jujitsu lifestyle, right? That's if you right. want to live it, get yourself a mop and a bucket. <laughs> Off to the next one. All right, peace. Later. Thank you for listening to Raw Radio. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review and help us make the show even more amazing. For future episodes, check out our website and follow us on all major podcast platforms. Take care. Take care.